All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have a guest with us this week, Kendra. I've I've known you for two minutes and I've just been smiling the whole time. So <laughs> thanks for being part of this podcast. Um, you know, we just talk about mental health here and you, uh, well, what happened to you? I guess you went through a religious conversion that you would like to talk about. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. You know, um, it's it's the, the power of social media. And I'm glad, you know, I came across somebody who actually I can talk about uh, God. I, I love, you know, I always tell people without God, I am nothing. And, you know, God has saved me from so many different things, uh, things that I was like, God, like, why weren't you there? And he really was there the entire time or things I'm like, God, I want this. And God's like, no. I'm going to give you this because it's so much better. That included dealing with men, which was probably a lot of my mental health was dealing with like, you know, guys and trying to have a relationship and, and it wasn't working or whatever else it may be. But yeah. um, I can take, give you a backstory. So for the last, I would say um, last 21 years of my life, um, I was dealing uh, with depression. I didn't even know what to call it at the time, but uh, depression anger, uh, anxiety, low self-esteem, uh, jealousy, uh, comparison, so many of the different things that God does not want us to deal with, doesn't want us to have. He wants us to be free, like calm and everything else like that. Um, and I remember the, I actually got diagnosed for severe depression uh, back uh, in 2018. And I was actually in a mental hospital. And I, you know what? I enjoyed it. It was freeing, like eating free food all day long and, and, and you know, being connected with people. It's like a spa. Yeah, yeah, yes. Spa, it was like but... I didn't have no phone. Like it was it was great. Like you're you're away from the world. Being connected with people who are just like you, but they just had, you know, mental breakdown. And 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 uh, can I ask you, Kendra? So so you say depression, like what specifically happened if you care to talk? And if you don't want to say that's fine too, but like specifically what did depression look like for you? Not wanting to be alive anymore. Um, Suicidal it, thoughts. Okay. Yes, that that's what had initially had landed me into the mental hospital. Not not wanting to, yeah, suicidal thoughts. Um, didn't want to get out of bed at times. Like faking the funk. Like I'm sitting here giving people a motivational speech, but I feel like I'm dying inside. That is that's what it looked yeah, like. That 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 always feels awful. When you have to pretend to be how you're not. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. No, it is no, it really is a lot of pressure, right? And then with me, I, I'm a comedian, right? So um a lot of times it was like the, the the tears of a clown and everything else like that. And people when I would tell people, you know, uh about my mental health journey journey, they would be like, Oh, I didn't know that you were you was actually sad, like you always happy. So you think I'm just always making, I mean, I try to make jokes everywhere I go, but like, let's be realistic. Okay. <laughs> like even Jesus had flip tables back in the day and then God's wrath in the new T old Testament, he wasn't playing, but God was a, you know, a happy spirit individual being. So oh, when, he but changes, right? when he goes back to Jerusalem. Yes. yes. Uh, I, I know, I know a bit of uh, old in some of the new testaments. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's slipping over tables. You're pissed when you're doing that. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I tried doing that, but I put my back out. Uh, but anyway, so with that being said, <laughs> but that's what, like I said, going back with that being said, Mark, that is what depression was for me. I I felt like I was crumbling. I was angry a lot. I was angry. I 
made so many careless mistakes, decisions, um, people pleasing, uh, feeling like God has forgotten about me. That drove me to depression as well. Um, so you, not so having, you grew up with God. Yes. And then something gradually began to happen. You just became disconnected from him. Most definitely. And I can also, I'll tell you a quick backstory what, what had yeah, transpired. Okay. Uh, my mom, uh, evangelist, right? We grew up in a non-denominational, she took us to a mega church, non-denominational church. My father was, I would say he was Christian, but he was uh, like, you know, I, I feel like God, I mean, I feel like my father would go to God uh, when I guess he praised him during the good and really not really in the bad, right? Uh, he had hooked up some one of my his his many mistresses after my parents' divorce gets with her. She's into like Scientology. He actually took us to the church, right? Like whenever we would have um, he had us on the weekends. And when I say us, me and my younger brother, mm-hmm. whenever he had us on the weekends, we would go to like the Scientology church. And man, when I tell you I loved it, I loved it. I said, oh, this is so much. I don't even want to go back to my mom's like where she has that church and everything else like that. And so um, uh, my parents are getting a divorce. I'm like, well, they they were separated for a while, but finally got divorced when I was 10. But we are dealing with foreclosure. Now we're into poverty. We, we go from the life of, you know, a nice home, good neighborhood, all of that type of stuff. to now poverty, uh, not even really having a car. My mother is a single parent. My dad is the one with the money, but he's like, I don't want to keep the kids. I want you to basically, I'll I'll pay child support, but I, that's it. That's all it's going to be. I want to live my life as a 70-year-old bachelor. I'm like, dad, cut it out. Like, <laughs> the bachelor days are over, okay? So, so hectic because your dad had mistresses. Yes, and I didn't realize, you know what's so crazy? He used to pick us up in his, his car. He's like, oh, this is Miss miss such and such and i'm like oh okay you know as a kid you don't realize this until you're older you know so yes infidelity yeah so i imagine eventually you must have felt abandoned to some degree yes because i didn't have a the relationship i wanted with my mom and dad i never got that like i wanted my father with someone who i can sit here and have uh whatever type of conversation with we like that's that's my that's my bud like that's that's my dog at the end of the day like but but still respect like hey this is still dead but i can come to dad and talk to him about anything he could put me up on game about men what they come for you know be be like you know i love you like like you know set the bar high so i'm not ex- uh expecting the bare minimum which i did for years right and recently i had to get snapped out of it i'm like kendra you know how what the game is like. You need to so you stop sitting here blaming your father for why he uh, was not there in that way. Same thing with my mother. I wanted my mom to be like, this is, you know, be mindful of the girlfriends that you may have. This, that, and the third. But, you know, I couldn't be upset with either one of them because, number one, parents, um, they, they do the best that they can, right? There's no guidebook for parenting. Number mm-hmm. two, hurt people hurt people. And that's what I learned. That's that's true. I mean, your parents must have been hurt. To, mm-hmm. well, well, it just sounds like you you're having uh, difficulties with men, as you say, and probably with friends too, uh, girlfriends, and you had nobody to talk with about it. Yeah, no, I couldn't. Like, like I couldn't rely. Like, yeah, yeah, on my parents, most definitely. Okay. So I imagine that's part of 
the disconnection. I mean, if your God doesn't want you to be depressed, which I, if that's something that you said maybe five or 10 minutes ago, I want to get back to you. God doesn't want to be depressed and thinking about killing yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing your God wouldn't want you to be disconnected from your parents like that. No, no, he definitely would not. Um, uh, and, but I, you know, didn't feel like I had that safe space. You know, of course, you know, as, as I'm getting a little older, heading into teenagehood, um, I am now dealing with, you know, the different hormones, dealing with kids. Like middle school was tough. It was really tough for me, right? And so now I am dealing with these the, the children who are mean. Like, it's like, you know, they were just mean, bullying, you know, I, I was very, I was a very kind kid, but like, just like I say, the, the amount of bullying that I had to deal with, the amount of, 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 like, that was, that was another thing that had caused me to, you know, have this, I would say depression as well, because of the fact that I was like, I just couldn't understand why they were so mean to me, you know, and why, uh, and why, you know, and stuff like that. So that, that was on another, top of that, not, it sounds like you wouldn't talk with your parents about it. No, I, I couldn't. Like I felt, I felt, I remember it was one time, um, it was a, when I was in seventh grade, I wore the same jeans, um, I think for maybe two or three days in a row. Now, of course, we're, like I said, we're in poverty at this time. Yeah, so your dad and, left and by I, this point? Say, say that one more time. Your dad left by this point? Well, yeah, he, he had, like, yeah, when, once they got divorced when I was in elementary school, uh, he was on another side of town. So yes, most definitely. Okay. And so I remember I I had a pair of jeans and and I had said I'm not gonna go to school because these kids in school are making fun of my attire and they're making you know all that other type of stuff. Um, and my they're like, who cares? Like if someone has something to say, let them talk. Ignore them. I learned Mark trying to ignore people wasn't the best answer because even if you ignored them, it was gonna be have to be a time where you have to be confrontational. You can't run away from your problems and you know. Bible talks about not having fear, but seeing how kids would get jumped in school, all of that, I didn't, I, I just became fearful. So I said, let me just sit here and kiss up to people because I just wanted them to like me. I wanted them to be my friend. So that's where you mentioned people pleasing. It sounds like that's where that came in. Yes, sir. When, yeah, once I mean, I running hit... away from people, it's like running away from emotions. It's, and so often people are representative of emotions. It's like this weird internal external thing happening, like both at the same time. I don't mm -hmm. Um, kind of hurts my brain to think about it, so I won't think about it too much. <laughs> but um, okay, so so getting bullied, nobody to talk with, mm -hmm. kind of feeling disconnected, people pleasing to compensate for that. It sounds like yes, which correct. Is, it just seems like a ad abdication of who you are. I think maybe you would say who God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. okay. Very true. What happened after that? After middle school, um, I'm well. Coming into middle school, I, I want to lead up to the you you know your your relationship with Christ here and, and how this this happened. So, so fast forward, you know, I still like I said, still going to church and everything else like that. Um, my relationship with Christ did not really get stronger. Like the strongest it got was when I was when I left when I was in college. Um, and that's when, you know, I actually got baptized when I was in college as well. Um, kind of wanted to be like at the Jordan River, but I said, okay, one, you know, it's fine if it's not. 
and actually come having a friendship with a the person who baptized me, my former minister, having a friendship with her, her being able to minister to me. I remember, oh, something that just came across my mind. I remember when I was in uh, high school at my church, we actually had a, 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 for women, it was called, for young ladies, it was called pink, for guys, it was called blue. And it was nothing about, nothing but positivity, mentorship. And they talked to us and treated us in a way of, hey, if you don't have any parent, like any relationship with your parents, you're struggling here in school, you have us here. We are going to positively show you, hey, not all women are bad. You know, you can have girlfriends and everything else. They were my mentors yeah. of life. Um, Who as your mom far and dad like, couldn't be for you, at least at that time. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know, they would drop me off there. So I was happy about that. But yeah, most most definitely could still could not. Um, and like I said, going fast forward, getting while I'm in college, getting baptized, and I feel like my relationship really opened once I left the mental hospital in 2018, like real life. Okay. Gotta, you know what? I'm here for a reason, you know, any, and I never, and what was crazy was I never attempted to try to like, you know, uh, uh, you know, different suicide attempt ways. I just said, God, I just don't want to wake up. Just kill me in my sleep. That was my way of trying to commit suicide because I kept thinking like, if I commit suicide, then I will end up in hell, a place I've been trying so hard not to go to. But if I just die naturally, Hey, let me have someone try to run into me just out the blue, kill me. And that's it. Yeah. So that was after you got baptized again for, for the first time. Yes. Yes. I, yes. Um, got baptized. So then what happened between getting baptized and, and this depression and, and wanting yourself to die? Because you know what I've learned? It's it's the same as like you can um pray for someone and then once the prayer's over, if they're not doing the work themselves, but it's like an everyday fight. I I was good the first couple of months, but after that, it was like I still didn't get what I wanted. I, I was still felt like, okay, nobody wants me still had low self-esteem because I wasn't wanted by guys. They didn't want me for the right reasons. It was the wrong reasons. Um, and I felt like, God, I did all this. I got baptized. I'm changing over my life. And I still don't get what I'm supposed to get. What, 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 what is that? What, what is your, what's your issue with me? Mm -hmm. You know, my dad had died at this time as well. So, mm -hmm. Now it is, you know, my, like I said, my relationship with my mom was here and there. I'm like, oh, I'm an adult now. Maybe it'll get better to what people were saying. And it still wasn't getting better, you know? You so abandoned. yeah, still that abandonment feeling, still that abandonment feeling. And I, and the thing was, Mark, I would try to talk to my mom about how she had made me feel and she'll apologize, but it still was to no avail. And I said, you know what? Some people are just going to be stuck in their ways and you just have to love them, you know, from afar or just keep praying for them. Yeah, That's it. But, you know, I think for myself, like I said, what I, I think I would say this year, and again, like I said, Mark, I, I literally try, like I said, for those couple of months, I said, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning, 
start my day off with God, listen to God, you know, scriptures, sermons throughout the day, everything's going to be better. But then it just seemed like, okay, I'm not still getting what I want. Um, I would say this year, I, within the last couple of months, I would say I really said, okay, Kendra, you, it's like the definition of insanity. You know what's going to end up happening. You need to, you know, uh, just really focus on what your main goal is. Do you want a relationship with uh, Christ? Do you, are you going to actually really go to the deep end? Are you just going to be like in, in the kiddie pool with it? What exactly do you want to do? Um, and so I, I made a decision. I said, okay, this year is going to be really be the year. And I'm going to tell you, it's hard because, you know, I might say, okay, I'm going to abstain from whatever it might be. I'm trying to abstain from, and it's so much temptation that just keeps coming at me. And in the past I failed and I'm like, well, God, you know, making up excuses for the reason why I failed and stuff. So. Yeah. So when you got into, when you were baptized the first time, it's like you were using religion or your relationship with God or Christ to mm-hmm. achieve some end not realizing that that relationship is maybe the end in itself. Very good. That's, that right? that's actually, that's, that's, a, that's amazing. Well, I, I think you're saying a lot of really like key, like psychological concepts here, you know, I mean, I think you're talking about it in terms of Christ and God, but I can definitely relate. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a very real feeling. Like if you're kind of committed to something, but not really, Mm-hmm. Might as well just not do it. It's easier to just not to do it at that point because then there's at least no dissonance. But you like really gotta jump in, bring the baptized symbol baptism symbolism back, right? Yeah, most and I'm gonna tell you this after I got baptized, I remember uh my minister told me, she says, now that you're baptized, the enemy is gonna try to come at you very hard. And I didn't believe her. And I'm telling you, within that month, I had three different type of near-death experiences, right? Like the enemy, like it, it was, and it was all with cars. I had started getting like a PTSD from being in the, in the car because I'm like having to come close to these accidents. Yeah. Oh, accidents? Okay. I'm, okay. Yeah. So I've had some like near-death you, experiences like in the house misses, as well. Like somebody's about to T-bone you, but you just nearly miss them? Yes, Something that's like correct. That. That's correct. Somebody ran a light, you know, and, you know, I was like, bro, what what in the world? You know, good thing the officer was there to see that. And then, of course, you know, they did what they did. But mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's scary. You know, people like I'm like, y'all got that y'all's license out of a cereal box, apparently, because you guys cannot drive. Breathe. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting the way that. uh yeah, things happen. And you seem to make meaning out of these near death, death experiences. Like, well, what was the meaning that you put on that? What do you hmm. think that meant? You know what? I, I And I was trying to figure out for the longest. I, I For the longest, I thought it just meant that it was my time to go. <laughs> like, But I think the, the more so the meaning could be... Um, so you're still thinking about I'm always even with after you. You... I'm, I'm always I'm always with you. I think that's what the meaning meant was I'm always with you. Like no matter what happens, no matter what trouble comes your way, I'm going to always be with you. Yeah. 
No, I've definitely felt that too. I don't know if I believe in God in the same way you do. I would like to ask you more about it if you care to talk about that. But yeah, of course. I'm just fine. like, and I'll, I'll, just like I'll, that feeling know, of, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, you know, just that feeling of, of uh, you know, if, if something doesn't work out, like there's still that feeling in the back of your mind, like at least I'm a part of it. And I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Like maybe the world, maybe you would say God, I would say reality. Like at least I can be part of this experience. And no matter what happens, it's like, there's that in the background. It sounds like, sounds like you felt something like that. I think that's, that's true. Um, sometimes I'm going to tell you this, Mark, I, I have had instances where, you know how they talk about with karma. And I think to myself, or I've heard, and not even heard, I've, I've experienced this. No matter how much good you do in this, on this earth, you're still going to have a, a some type of crappy day is going to happen to you. It's going to be a crappy week or a crappy year, you mm-hmm. know? And sometimes I, I chuck that up to as in a way that my religious or spiritual mentality comes is my belief is that the devil is the ruler of the world, which is the reason why so much mess happens to us, you know? Um, that's my belief. I, you know, at, at for the longest I believe that. Or sometimes, hey, your life is just the way when you're born, your life is already chosen for you. So whatever's gonna happen to you, it was it was a part of your life plan. I come up with those two different theories. Well, well, the first one, the only way to relieve your to re yeah, to be free of the devil is to die. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if he's ruler of this world. That's kind of a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> you don't am, think I, it am, I, am I overthinking, Mark? These are things I think about. I'm like, maybe, just maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I, I think that's true. Like, I think there's a, a lot of symbolism there. Like, you know, when people say the devil, sometimes I just put in the word anxiety. That mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, like when you say God, I mean, you know, I've, I've, uh, you know, I've read the Bible, at least the Old Testament, and my, far and away, but my favorite book is Job. And I relate yeah. to that so well. Instead of God, it's reality. Yeah. It's it's somebody like reality not confining to what this one guy wants. And then mm-hmm. he asks reality, like what what what? <laughs> like, like how come you're not paying attention to me? And reality comes and says, there's there's so much out here like you don't even understand. How could you possibly understand why you're not getting the things that you want? And that makes a lot of sense to me. No, and, and, and what you're you? what, like, no no and what you're saying is very true. And I like how you mentioned Job. Job is a great testament of how I feel like a lot of people should try to live their life in the sense of, hey, if you have this type of bad stuff happen to you. You just still have some type of faith. Keep your faith. Like what, what is that one thing that is keeping you to staying afloat? Even if you have people around you saying, man, you need to curse God, give up your life, whatever, run away. You have to sit back and think like, for what, what, what is, what is my why? Yeah. So, so what do you mean by faith is, is, um, is, is that what you said there? Like your why, finding a why for your life? Mm-hmm. 
What I what I mean by that's faith. Yeah, I would I would say I can definitely say yes, that's faith. You you having something to hold on to because you believe you know things will get better, um, and you believe you know you're you're not moved by what you see or what's currently going on with you in life. Because one thing I learned about life is whatever you're worried about is going to work itself out. Nine times out of ten, it will always work itself out, or you'll find like a solution to being able to figure out your problem. Well, you got to do the work though, right? I mean, like you got to, in, in your case, I think you would say stay connected, go to church, at least partake in that community, right? I mean, you got to continue to do, to do those things. Yes, you can. You know what I've learned? So I haven't, I'm going to tell you this about when it comes with me in church, right? So like I told you, I went to a non-denominational mega church where you couldn't even get close to the pastor without security jumping on you. Um, I learned right. to, yeah, one of those churches. And I'm like, what, what's up with these pastors? Right. What, what's up with these pastors and security? Did Jesus have security back in the day? He didn't. Back to the story. <laughs> so so yeah. with, that being, with that being said, I, one of the things that if you look at the Old Testament, one, you know, a lot of different religions have the one, the same golden rule, which is to do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And I believe if everyone did that, this world would be a better place. Nobody's going to try to retaliate. No one's going to try to do anything, you know, um, and stuff like that. I feel like that's just the keynote. You don't have to go to church to have. And I always tell people to build your own relationship with God, whatever God that you believe in, build your own relationship with him. Um, And there are things that we all know not to do. Don't do them. Right. But yes, that like I said, going back with the faith, you know, and again, faith, like you said, faith without works is dead. So you can't say, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. And it's like, OK, you go quit your job. It's not going to happen like that. You know, you have to do some type of work. And on top of that, you have to get to the reality of everyone's not meant to be a millionaire, no matter how hard you try at something. That's what they don't tell you in church. They just tell you, oh, believe, believe, believe. Well, well okay. to, to take it back to, to God, um, mm-hmm. would it. Like, why do you even need to be be a millionaire? Like, is that for you? Is that for some other reason? Like, do you think you're going to be cool? Do you think like some problems going to be solved? And I think usually when people want a million dollars is they think it's going to make up for some lack of something. You know, same thing with like a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Mm -hmm. Once I get a, a girlfriend, then my life will be better. That's what I thought for the longest. And it's not, it's usually worse. Yes, and expensive. Her boyfriend just makes it worse. It is expensive, and yes, which is good. You need those problems magnified, but you got to realize. Yeah, I mean, it's um, like I think having goals is important, but Mm -hmm. it's like, why do you have the goal? You know, is it that you just feel like a piece of crap, and you, if you think if you have this goal, it'll make up for that feeling? Well, even if you get that goal, you're you're not going to be able to hang on to it for long. I mean, you know, like obviously the lottery winners who are, you know, bankrupt within a year or something, it's like there is some dissonance there. Yeah. I guess it's my job as a therapist to get people to to look at, well, what resistance do you have to those things? But um I'm sorry, you were saying you're talking about your mega church and people wanting millions, <laughs> okay. but they have to work for them. We got off track. Um you, you, right is that where we uh, left off 
Yeah, that was, that was where we left off. And you actually asked a valid point and stuff. I think a lot of times, you know, people will say, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. But I'm telling you, it's not going to make things better. It might, you might think it may make it temporarily better, but you have to, you have to have some happiness within yourself. I think that's the key to it. You know, have happiness, find that joy, you know, allow, I feel like allow God, because I, I'm going to tell you this, when I was out there lost doing my own thing, I did not have any peace in my life. God brought me peace. He Sounds brought like you, me it, I'm sorry, when you say lost doing your own thing, it sounds like you were not, you were isolated. Yes, I was very, sounds very like you much were isolated, isolated from people. Yes. I, it's like I would try to be around them, but deep down, I could not be around people. You know why? Because people have failed me. Man will fail you. And you know this for a fact. You don't even have to read the Bible to know this. Experience will tell you this. Man will fail you. They uh, will lie to you, uh, backstab. A lot of that's what happens. Human nature, humans, you know, it's, it's a part of it. Even with you, Mark, you. Some men can be nice to you, right? Uh, you know, but some, so. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like even with you, Mark, you, you know, even though I haven't, I, you know, of course I just met you today, but with your voice, it's so soothing. You need to do like ASMR, like you just very calm. Yes, it's, very, it's very kind of kind. a gift, but it's kind of unfortunate. Thank you. I know you. you can, <laughs> but at the same me. time, you've had people screw you over, right? And it hurt because you're like, I didn't think that this was going to happen. Like, I'm a, you know, a good person, but then I think, what is a good person, right? Yeah. You, well, you know, but okay, but okay. So you're in this stage of it sounds like just being defensive against men because you've been hurt in the past. I mean, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that's where you are now, and that's what you're dealing with? And when I say men, I, I was when I said man, I was talking about like woman, human, like in, like you know people okay. in general. Okay. Yeah. 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 People in general, but I people. think for myself, when it comes with just in men, period, I have it's like a love hate relationship that I have with men, um, because as much as I will give, and I'm not going to play like victim or anything. Not saying that I haven't played any part into how you know I. Uh, what I could have done to have them treat me this way. But as much as I uh, could give, you know, all of my love, loyalty, respect, at some point it was taken for granted, you know? Um, And it really was like, why would you, it brought me back to that child in seventh grade in middle school where I was very nice, kind, but then in uh, in exchange for that, I got bullied. Right. Right. And it it would leave me in confusion. So, again, what I do is I I definitely look, uh, expect the best from people. You know, I'm not going to come in and be like, you know what, I don't like you and I'm going to be ugly to you. Right. I'm I'm still going to be a kind person, but I also am am, uh, aware of, hey, you know, people are not going to always treat you the way that you think. And you will be disappointed every time that you, that if you think that you're going to be treated wonderfully by everyone you come across, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So it sounds like your challenge is to, it sounds like you have the scar tissue from not being treated fairly, but you still need to approach relationships. Otherwise you're going to be disconnected and out on your own, doing your own thing. Yes. And it sounds yes. like Christ, um, your relationship with Christ, you know, because you've said that specifically in the email, your relationship with Christ. So it sounds like walking with him, whatever that means to you, 
we can mm-hmm. talk about that, but like walking with him to like gives you strength to approach the world. In yes. This relationship with people. Yes. Yes. It it does. It it gives me discernment. It gives me discernment on um who to be around, what to say, uh in that realm. Because I'm I'm a I will overshare and it's not good to overshare. You have to be wise when you decide to put things out there. Um and it does give me strength to when a person hurts me, hey, I was prepared for this. You know, I I have you God to to lean back on and yeah. lean forward and everything. You're always with me no matter what. Now when you say God there, I'm I'm sorry if I'm just being a, a dork about this. No, but go do ahead. Do you mean you Christ? Know. Or do you mean God? Oh, okay. So uh, God's always uh, with me. Yeah, yeah. Christ, Jesus Christ, or God, because you know God when He came to Earth as Jesus, it was it's the same person. You know, it's so yeah. many names to call. But yeah, from the Christian standpoint, from the Holy you, Bible, but, but I know. But when you say it, like, do you imagine like Christ as a person? I'm sorry, I just no, 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 no. You, you know, you don't have to apologize. I, 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 don't, I definitely don't mind the question. So okay. I imagine like, like, uh. Uh, from what you what you see with that the picture that they had him as, like you know, from three thousand plus years ago. When I say I, I look at him like, oh, it's really like how I'm talking to you and everything else like that. Like, oh my goodness, like I've seen a couple people. I'm like, that look like Jesus. Like you know, the picture that they actually have, like maybe in the Catholic Church or in some household, mm-hmm. black Jesus, you know, whatever. <laughs> Korean Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah. Uh... 21 jump street um anyway i need to go watch that movie because yeah. i feel like like i just missed like the joke and i'm like korean jesus okay all right hey yeah well, yeah the, okay. the thing about korean jesus is he's like totally ripped he looks really? like a bodybuilder yeah he's huge okay. all right I mean, 21 uh, jump street you got that from 21 jump street <laughs> yeah well, my buddy saw a picture of korean jesus and he texted it to me and it was like i he was aesthetically you know Mm-hmm. quite a quite a specimen but um okay you know i'm just trying to get a because because i think i know what you're you're saying like you know when you say christ you know i i emailed you when you say christ i think of that as just the integrative function of integrating decisions with emotions hmm. which may not mean um you know not that christ didn't exist as a person so do you think that christ died for your sins like, like I do God. believe, yeah, okay. yes, I do. So I can have eternal, everlasting life because I don't want to be sub- subjected to damnation, pretty much. I mean, is that what what you're doing when you use your your relationship with Christ to to approach the world and approach relationships? Is he is he like forgiving your sins so you can? you know, uh, approach these relationships like in a more solid relationships with men or women or whoever in a more solid relationship with God? I like how you asked the I I, I see what you're trying to say. Yes, yes. I I like how you asked the question and and I definitely do believe that. Um, I think the only thing is is that I'm not, I think in the beginning I was very forgiving like you had just mentioned, you know, and stuff like that. But it gets hard to keep forgiving someone who like I'll forgive people, but that just, just doesn't mean I'll be around them, you know? So I have had to have work on truly 
acting as if, you know, how, how Christ wants us to be um, in all aspects. But I feel like it's one of those impossible things to do because, I, you know, it's like saying, God, make me perfect, but you are, you're not going to ever be perfect. You know, there it's, it's a daily struggle and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I asked you if there was like a confession as part of this conversion or this, I guess like a re realization, a re realization mm-hmm. of uh, your relationship with Christ. But it sounds like, well, uh, there wasn't a confession so much as just creating relationships with people in the church. Hmm. I, yeah, I guess, and I guess it probably was the email and stuff like that. Maybe I got possibly confused or something. But yeah, that is um, most, yeah. I guess, you know, confession. I don't know. I think I think about when it thinks about confessions, I'm thinking like, okay, I, I do that all the time. You know, when I feel like I'm doing something bad or I did something, bad, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm God, I'm confessing my sins to you. Or or it has said it says in the Bible as well, confess your sins to one another. That way you can be healed. But I never understood that because even though I'm confessing my sins to other people. It's like they're one side of the group might tell me to continue doing what I did. The other side might pray, but I but I feel judgment there. So it's like, yeah, let me just, you know, just tell God this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you're dealing with your own sins. Maybe Jesus died for your sins, but it sounds like you're being Jesus-like mm-hmm. when you atone for your sins. In a way, I like, you know what, Mark, you are a great therapist. (laughs) I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make sense. Like, I I just think I I, I find these stories fascinating because I I just think there's a lot of great psychological fodder here. And, you know, you don't have Mm -hmm. to agree with me in the exact words that I'm using. But, um, you know, I think there's something very real. It's like this story of connection, then isolation, and then back to connection with the church. And this seems to give you... um, this belief about yourself, relationship with Christ, a way of being in the world, um, a way of integrating your sins, quote unquote, and um, you're able to face the world stronger. You know, I see it as like, um, emotionally, I can understand like the, the, the story of like God exists mm-hmm. and then the devil comes or Satan comes to repress God. Mm-hmm. And that that leaves humanity in a state of isolation or purgatory through which they need to figure out exactly like what's going on between God and Satan. Mm-hmm. And um and the and and the result of that, if if you don't do that well enough, right? The result of that could could be going to hell. Uh Yes and no. Did I lose um, you there? I, Good, I, no, I lost you. No, finally. No, 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 no. Now, well, let me say this, right? From what um, Christians, you know, what we believe is the only sin that will, only thing that will send you to hell is when you don't believe that Jesus uh, died on the cross for our sins so you can have eternal, everlasting life. It says that that's the only unforgivable sin and and you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. But I also feel 
there are other things. This is what I feel. I feel like there are other things that you do on this earth that will send you to hell, right? I feel like it's 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 other stuff, you Wait, know. So but then again, say that again, Mark. I'm like suicide. Yeah, yes, yeah, suicide. I feel that. I feel like blasphem blasphemy will do that. I feel like if you um, judgment. Like we all judge, but you know how you have people who just judge, like just like they should get paid for judging, because they just judge horribly with every single thing. You think they're going to go to hell like for that? that. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you might. I feel like you may. You know, that seems um, strict. I I like judging too a lot. I mean, I don't think I do it all the time, but not I mean like people who literally fun. like like literally. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it, you know, but I'm saying like folks who will sit here and they'll judge your life. And it's like, bro, worry about your own life. Like mind your business. Like, you know, yeah. I feel like people who've done that their entire life, you know, um, lying. I think people who well, are just compulsive liars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say that is a kind of hell just going around judging people and lying. Yeah. You know, Cause it's the isolation that comes from lying. That's hell. Nobody gets away with That's lying, it. you know, and it just That's sucks. It. And I've definitely tried to lie in my life because I thought I was smart enough to get away with it. <laughs> I'm a pretty I smart said, I love guy. So you I'm tried like... to lie. So you were never a good liar at any point? Oh, no, it's, I, I can't do it. I mean, I, I can do it and I have, when was the last time I lied? But it's like painful. I can't, and I have to be honest about it the next day, so. You know, that's good. No, that's actually good. Well, I've had to work on myself a lot to get to this place. <laughs> so. But see, and that, and that, see, accountability. I'm glad that you said, you know what, I have to work on myself. I have to get to the place where, you know, I'm not the same person you met. Five years ago, you probably were a different Mark, but this is a brand new and improved Mark. Yeah, it, it's, uh, but it's me, I think, dying metaphorically for my sins, mm -hmm. atoning for them, you know, putting myself on the cross, integrating my opposites my emotions and my decisions, you know, that's how I see it. And I think Jesus is good symbolism, even if he was a real guy and did in mm. fact die for his sins. I'm granting all that's true just for the sake of argument. Yeah. I think that there's still something symbolically very true in there that I can relate with. What do you, what do you think that might be for yourself? What's that? What do you think is that symbolically true that you could possibly relate with? That Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I, I die on the cross. I, I need to integrate my opposites, you know, my my decision functions, my emotions, um, my motherly and fatherly energy. I would say I need to integrate these for even a brief moment uh, that just has gone in a, in a puff of smoke to atone for at least a part of my sin. And when I, I'm able to do that, I construct a self through which I I interact with reality, or you would say God, in a more pure, less adulterated way. And that's just like a very, you know, that, that rings very true for me. And that's a lot of what we try to do in therapy. And it's like, oh, wait, that that's what, you know, Christians and other religions, I mean, to different degrees and different ways you know, Buddha's meditating beneath the, the tree, whatever, but, um, you know, that's what you guys have been doing for a really long time. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I need to understand what you guys are saying 
in order so I can understand what's going on with me better and just other people, clients, humanity, just to be able to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you this this question real quick, Mark. Did you, because you do have a biblical name, I I take it, did you, uh, were your parents, they raised you in church or anything at some point? Yeah, but it was never really that strict. And I chose not to be confirmed when I was in seventh or eighth grade because it it just didn't make sense to me. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I went and asked the minister questions about it. There wasn't really a good back and forth. So I just said, Oh, I guess I'm not a Christian. But I, I'm I'm, you know, my you know, I so I go and study psychology and and per, in particular Carl Jung, and then I see how these ideas are related. Um and I and I can relate with the symbolic significance of that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I'll I'll just end with this observation and how th- this relates to your conversion. Um, a conversion story that I really like is uh, Dostoevsky, the the Russian author. Mm-hmm. And he had a near death experience. He was lined up in a firing squad. He had a near death experience. They actually did not kill him, but they sent him to a Siberian prison for a few years. And he couldn't escape. He was with these convicts. He was with these people who he deemed to be low lives. Yeah. And he couldn't escape connecting with them. You know, he had to, like, just to get himself out. You know, there's the prison of the Siberian prison, but then there's the prison of your mind. And he had to escape the prison of his mind by figuring out some way to connect with these people in the prison. And, like, as soon as he decided to do that or around the same time, he had a memory of a serf who worked on his father's land because he was, like, an upper-class guy in in Russia. A serf who worked mm-hmm. on his father's land showed him what he remembered to be like just care and compassion when there was rumor of, of a wolf being loose on the land. And like, just like those two moments linked up for him. And, and it seems like in, in his conversion, it was more just the realization that I guess it's what we were talking about, that no matter what happens to go wrong, like I'm, I am part of this community. I'm part of this reality and I get to be a part of it. Even if I am in, some Siberian prison. I like that. I'm sorry. I guess that wasn't a question. I just had that observation. And I mean, do you relate with that? No, I'm saying I like that. that, that... (laughs) No, again, I know it wasn't a question. I was like, that was, it was, it was good. It was, it was definitely good. And and I think that's a good, you know what? That's a really good article. I feel like, you know, that's something that that should be more out there that way. we can, I feel like we can all relate. You never know, like, what type of story with background and everything else like that. And and what did you say the guy's name? You said it was a Russian guy. What was his? Uh... Uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky. He wrote Crime and Punishment, Brothers Karamazov. He's this, it, it doesn't matter. He's uh, this guy from the uh, 19th century. He wrote these books that I really like. Got So he's no longer living. Definitely got you. No, he got died you. in, like, 1881 or so. Oh yeah, definitely no longer way. <laughs> but but you relate with that, right? I mean, just like being part of that goodwill among men and having to but you gotta relate with men and you need to connect with them. And if it takes going to a prison to do that, whether it's the prison of depression or you know, whatever, that's what it takes. And yeah, thanks for being part of this. I, I appreciate you coming <laughs> on and and bearing with me as I ask these questions. No, and you know what, Mark? I'm kind of strange, but you know, I, I'm like a very like analytical guy, so I, I like to, 
I know there's like a lot of somatic things in, in religion and feeling these symbols, but anyway. And you know what? I will say this, that again, with the, with the Russian person and then you ending it out on that note and how I love, you know, how it, 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 at first I was like, you know, a little lost, but then when you like brought it all the way around, I said, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And that pretty much was how my life is what, what is, was depending on the day, I guess. Um, I love how you can sit here and have these conversations with you. Uh, I take it. Are you, would you say you're agnostic or atheist or where where are you at? I'm atheist. Okay. It depends. I I don't, it's like, I just want to argue and talk about what you think God is. That's what I'm most interested. Yeah. I mean, I would say clearly some kind of God exists. It's like, where does he or it or she exist? How? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in, in like what dimension of reality? I don't mean that literally. I mean that psychically. And that's like, yeah, philosophically, I'm an atheist, but I think there's a bigger picture to be told where like psychology and religion do have an overlap. And that's why I'm happy you uh, came on the show to talk with me about this. Oh, no, of course. And with me being a psychology major and, and me continuing on with school, I'll be able to definitely see that as well you know and I took a philosophy class and there was a my professor was uh just like you and everything so you know you you it it to me is is amazing coming across different you know social lights who you can have this conversation respectfully I'm gonna say this real quick uh before we head out I remember when I was at my highest like I say when middle school high school ish I remember having this thing where I'm like, oh, I don't ever want to talk to someone who's an agnostic or atheist or, you know, you don't, you don't have no faith in God, you know, and everything else. But then I had learned a lot of times as I got older, people who weren't that, you know, spiritually inclined are some of the best people to be around. No judgment. Like they just accept you for who you are. There, it's not like they're gonna try to, they're not a devil worshiper. I think that's like the biggest myth, like, oh, you're atheist, you must be a devil worshiper. That doesn't mean that, right? Yeah. You can still have fun. <laughs> Respectful and everything else like that. This entire time I actually thought you were like a Christian, like you probably were like a minister somewhere, <laughs> like before we actually had God on and stuff I'm like just, that. I'm trying to talk to you, you know. I'm trying to to feel what you're saying and talk to you. So yeah. Yeah. But hey, now you're, you're, you can you're disagree and get along. No way. Who, who imagined that was yeah. possible? Exactly. So no, it's like, I think, uh, I, like I said, you know, I've had a better relationship or relationships with people who uh, were not of a religious uh, background and they were just, you know, either spiritual or just atheist or agnostic. A better, I get better tips. Oh, my faith, when I used to be in the service industry, people come to come to my kiosk or whatever. They'd be like, God bless you. Why don't you have God bless you to bless me with a tip? And that's what they'll really like. It's, it's, it's terrible. You know, so, but no, thank you, Mark, for having me on. All right, thanks, Kendra. Take care. Take care.